Good morning, good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. God has been good. He's just so good to us. He's better to us than we've definitely been to ourselves, and for that, we are forever grateful. You know, I was sitting around here yesterday, and we was around thousands and thousands and thousands of people, and, and you see all walks of life. Seem like you know they're in search of you know, that no matter how much alcohol they consume, how much food they consume, how many friends and things they saw, and, and you can feel the atmosphere that there's something that they're missing. And you know, the Bible says, like this, says, the Bible says, we go, have I not? What I do have, I give unto you, amen. And what we're to do is that we're to walk, we're to live that gospel. Or presents itself to show them life abundantly. On this morning, I do believe there is a word from the Lord to share with you on today. So, without any further ado, we'll go right into our praise and worship service this morning as we um, transition over to there. And we have Sister waiting on us, Amen, and waiting to go into worship with us on this morning. So, be right with you here. Please do not sit down on, as we might follow and say, you'll do nothing stupid. And let's get in. Do it is what we'll get out of it. God bless you all, love you all, and let's go into worship. Hallelujah. Good morning, St. As I say every week, it's such an honor and a privilege to come together and worship and praise a true, a living, and a mighty God. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. Oh, Oh, 
What he's done for 
your testimony this morning.
He's not done with me yet. He's not done with me yet. There's so much more to my story. God's not done with me yet. He's not done with me yet. He's not done with me. He's not done with me yet. I just hear that ringing in my spirit to encourage somebody on this week who thought it was over. He's not done with you yet. He's not done with you yet. It's not the end of your story. God's not done with so let the way make a through. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let the way make a through. There's so much more to your story. Just let the Lord come through. Let the way make a through. Let the way make a Just let the Lord come through. There's so much more to your story. There's so much more to your story. to convince you that it was over. God says that there's so much more to your story. God is not with me yet. And who am I to deny what the Lord can do Cause there's so much more to your story And there's so much more to my story There's so much more to your story There's so much more to your story Thank you.
am I to deny what the Lord can do? Hallelujah. God bless you this morning, safe house. We know that God is God is how many times we've told ourselves and we put ourselves in position to think that Lord, I know better than you. Lord, I know what's my situation. I know what my circumstance is. But Lord, you said that you're the Alpha and you're the you're the beginning and the end. You're the first and the last. He that was and he that is to come. And Lord, I ask right now, Lord Jesus, you touch our hearts and minds. That, Lord, we rest, Lord Jesus, on the power of your anointing, Lord Jesus. And no, Lord Jesus, your anointing that you set the captive free, Lord. It's your power, your love, your grace, Lord. It's nothing I've done, oh God, Lord Jesus, but just because you're God, Lord Jesus, and that you love me. And, Lord, you want me to be well, Lord Jesus. You want to see me do well. Lord, Lord, the comes like a flood, Lord. But you said that you'll raise up a standard against us. That he would come in one way, Lord, and that he would flee seven different ways. Lord, we're grateful. This and Lord, we honor you, Lord Jesus. We go into prayer right now. Lord, we say we thank you, Lord. We thank you for watching over and keeping us through our day. Lord, let no hurt or no danger come to us in any way. Lord, we thank you. For even on last week, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, they believe in much work for you. Lord, for there's always danger seen and unseen, Lord. As they are on the road right now, watching we love on them, oh God. Bless you, Sister Harrison, her body, oh God. Katina, love on her, bless her, oh God. Keep her, oh God. Lord, we thank you for Katina, of all, Lord Jesus, that's on her life, oh God. That you allow her to share with us on each and every week, oh God. We don't pray it, oh God. But Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for our families, Lord Jesus. We thank you for homes, oh God. Even the government. Trying not to shut down, Lord Jesus. We have to remind ourselves that you are job, that you are our provider, that you're Jehovah Nisi, Lord. You fight our battle. You're Jehovah Sisi, you God Almighty, Lord. And, we, and Lord, we love you. Praise your name, Lord. And we give your name all praise, the glory, and the power, Lord, for what you and yours alone. Lord, as you continue to that in, right now, from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord God. Lord Jesus. Lord, you touch her, oh God, in a mighty way. Love on her in a mighty way, oh God. Strengthen her, Lord, she's, that she'll be able to come back, Lord, and be able to give testimony to your love and your strength, oh God, Lord, and know that you are a way maker, Lord, and know that you are a key, oh God. Even when we was about to throw in the towel, there was somebody praying for us, oh God. There was somebody who had us on their mind, oh God, time to pray for us, oh God, and we thank you for Love you. Lord, we honor you, Lord. We ask that this word come across today, oh God. Somebody who's struggling, oh God. There's someone who's on the verge of giving up, oh God. There's someone who needs to be encouraged on today. There's someone, Lord, that needs to know that you've not forgotten them, oh God. That if you said that you was going to do it, that it should come to pass, oh God. Lord Jesus, there's someone, Lord, on today, Lord, who needs to know that, Lord Jesus, that you're there, oh God. Lord Jesus, that you that rock in the weary land, oh God. Healing. You're my buckler, oh God, Lord. And we, and Lord, we love you, Lord, and we praise you, Lord. And I ask that you forgive us of all our sins, those known and unknown to us, oh God. Things and situations and circumstances. 
even in our mindset. Oh God. Help us to go forward, Lord. And we love you, Lord, and we praise your name and we give your name all the honor, all the praise. We pray the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone. We dare not touch our glory. But in all that ways, we acknowledge you, Lord. And you said that you would direct our path. We ask you to do all these things to help us in the powerful name of Jesus. We know this one thing, and we know this to be true that we walk. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of you just want to just slip your hand up and say, I thank you, Lord. Everybody's still looking at you. We in cyberspace. But just slip your hand and say, Lord, I thank you, Lord. I acknowledge your presence, Lord. I acknowledge your love, Lord. I acknowledge your strength in my life, Lord. Even when I don't feel like it, Lord. Even when I seem like I've been struggling, oh God, that I'm pressed my way. That Paul says, like, this is depressed Pressed towards the heart of the calling up, which is in Christ Jesus. So sometimes that means I don't always feel the best in my body, maybe even in my mind or in my soul and in my spirit, oh God. But I press, I press, I press. And I'm asking you with me on this morning. Press your way through. Press your way towards the house. Press your way towards understanding. Way to his strength and his power. His love God is good. And he's worthy to be praised. And we just grateful for all of you that are here on this morning. We're so grateful Sister Harris who pressed her way through on Amen on this morning. And we just grateful, 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 grateful for God didn't have to do it, but he did. Amen. And I'm grateful. How many of you doing? How are you doing out there in cyberspace, cyberland, or whatever you want to call it? Um, God is good and he's worthy to be praised. And I'm just so grateful to be here with you and have the opportunity to be before you again because it could have been different. Amen. You could have been Getting the black screen in there. I'm just not on and something has happened. Amen. But nonetheless, I'm grateful. The internet seems to be working okay, I guess, today. And we're out on location on today. Amen. So many different things we had to do throughout the week. But God has just continued to bless us. How many know that you're blessed? Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I am blessed. And today is the first Sunday in the month. We're in the 10th month. This month and this year is moving on out of here. Amen. I think... We looked, the government said they aborted another shutdown, so that's only a, a, a kick the can down the road for another 30 days. We know how this goes, amen. And these people play um, roulette, what we call it Russian roulette with people's lives, amen. And um, don't understand that it. it's just not right, amen. It's because of you know, what they wanted, what they, they needed. And the truth of the matter is, they all of them made it clear that they don't care about none of us, amen. But nonetheless, um, we press forward for, we have to remind ourselves that Jehovah Jireh is our provider. He's Elohim, El Shaddai. He's the lily of the valley and bright and morning star. Amen. That rose of shame, that bomb of Gilead. Amen. We're just grateful, grateful. So the month of October, I don't know if we have any birthdays on this this week between now and then. I think brother, was that brother Sean's birthday or did I already go through? I think his birthday may be coming up. But I'm sure you all are telling me in the chat. I know we got some anniversaries coming up. Mine is coming up. Uh, First Lady and I we get to celebrate uh, number 21. So, you know, I call that triple, God's triple grace. Seven times three gives you 21. Seven, the number of perfection. And three, we know, um, is the number of, we know, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the Trinity. Um, you know, I'm not a Trinitarian, so for folk, go out there and start saying stuff. Well, you know, I don't even care. They, they say what they want to say anyway. You know who you are, and God knows who you are. Amen. Uh, I want to say, I'm giving honor to First Lady Felicia Ely on this morning. 
I'm grateful um, to her and all the things that she does to be a support um, and help me, amen, in every sense of the word, and we're grateful for that. And we're grateful to all of the members of the Safe House Church who show up consistently, amen, um, day in and day out, that we continue to pray on each and every morning, um, Monday through Friday. I know sometimes that it's, it's tough to make. I know many of you have children and you have things that you have to do, amen, and, um, and you know, but the prayer is still the prayer, amen, for prayer changes things, and what it changes most is you and I. It changes our attitude towards things and situations, um, and sometimes I just have things that come that I've just not seen before, uh, things that come that I just never dealt with before, and I'm trying to figure out Lord, what's the best uh, mode of action? And I'm reminded that I am to stop and pray. And so I find myself praying, praying all the time. I like, know what is the right thing to do here? Lord, if I do this, how is this going to affect somebody else's life? And how is this going to change things? And how is this going to move things? And how is this going to do? So I ask myself all these types of questions all the time. Amen. And the Bible says, I'm leaning not into my own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. And that he will direct our path. Amen. And I'm grateful to all of the members of the Safe House Church. Some, all of you, all of them here on this morning. For God is good and he's worthy to be praised. So the fall is now seem like it's really upon us. I don't know about you all, but I'm starting this. The leaves are changing. At least they're blowing. Amen. Off the trees. And I can feel a little bit of the Christmas in the air. This is one of my favorite times of the year. I mean, um, they, you know, it's a little cool. But it's not too hot, amen. You might can go out with a nice little sweater or a long sleeve shirt on and just enjoy. And and in this part of the country, I've never been in the fall in this particular part of the country before. And um, this it already has beautiful landscape and it's just even more beautiful, amen. And we're just grateful, grateful, grateful for God. So that also means that you don't start a place. We used to say hero with this weather. So that means the I know some of you are struggling with allergies and all kinds of stuff and you know this time of year also brings in sickness, so make sure <clears throat> I can't tell you what to do with your own body, but I will make a recommendation that if you get your shots and, um, you know, flu, that flu shot, um, pneumonia shot, they got shot for everything, a shingle shot, and then, of course, that COVID shot. I did get one um, a couple of weeks ago, that thing, ooh, I've had a couple of them, but that one, for some reason, man, my arm just felt like it wanted to come off. Hey, man. But... Nonetheless, we made it through that, and uh, you know, and at the end of the day, God takes care of us and, and watches over us. But we also, to use some wisdom here, He's given us um, doctors and allowed them to have um, knowledge and to gain knowledge and to understand things, and we're to use them accordingly. Amen. Hope everybody's doing well on this morning. To all our visitors that may be here for the first time, welcome to the Safe House Church of Greensboro, North Carolina. My name is Dr. Peter Ely, and I have the wonderful privilege to serve as pastor over this um, congregation here in Greensboro, North Carolina, but we also are virtual, and we're all around the world, amen, as we broadcast to you live, even right now from the state of Alabama. All right, so um, remember, on next week is our live in-person service. Woo-hoo! See, like they be coming up all the time now, right? So next Sunday, we'll be live and in person at the Simpkins Elementary School there in Greensboro, North Carolina. Again, October 8th, 2023, we'll be live and in person at the Simpkins Elementary School there in Greensboro, North Carolina. So we ask that you govern yourselves accordingly. We look forward to meeting you there in the place, amen, as we said, we want to meet you 
in the place. I'm really grateful and look forward to meeting you there in the place on next week. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have anything else that I'm missing. So, again, if this is your first time at Safe House Church, we work off three principles that we believe God has called us to. We call it DEA, Discipleship, Empowerment, and Accountability. Discipleship, we're going to work with you. We're going to walk with you. We're going to talk with you. Empowerment, that we're going to empower you to do the things that God has given you the talents and gifts that God has given you to take them to the next level. Then accountability that we're going to hold you accountable to do the things that God has called you to do. For God has just been so good to us, and he's been good to us as a church. Amen. He's been good to you as a family, and we want to go forward in that to know that he is our rock. He's that rock of ages. Amen. Amen. How many of this grateful this morning with the spirit of gratitude? Uh, like I said, I was out here yesterday, and we saw thousands and thousands of people, I think, might have been estimated almost 60,000 people. I mean, I saw cars all over the place. And I know, you know, some say, oh, well, that's North Carolina ENT homecoming. No, I'm telling you all. And I keep telling everybody on me, this is not ENT. I promise you, this is something completely different now here. But, you know, and this is not for a sake of competition because I know how people feel about it. But I'm telling you, you ain't got to believe me. But you can see it for yourself. This in the deep south, they on something completely different when it comes to this. I mean, I saw food for days. I felt like I was walking around at the state fair. How many of you, you ever been to the state fair on one of those really packed days where it's like almost 100,000 people there? You know, I've made that mistake one or two times in my life. Amen. And that's what it felt like. You know, you shoulder to shoulder with people all day long. It's just nuts. And all these are people of color. Amen. But we had a good one. As far as I know, it has been uneventful. I didn't get any alerts here. That's why I had to be down here. Because, you know, when you're an administrator, things happen and people do things. And that means we all on call. But we're grateful I didn't get any alerts or nothing like that. So we assume all is good. And uh, my beloved Elizabeth City had their home coming on yesterday. Amen. And my father got to go back on. He had been the one in about 50 years. And we celebrated his class reunion. And I think my mom got to go and my sisters and everybody. So... My heart was there with them, but I know they had a good time, and um, hopefully they are traveling back on the way back now, and that they get there safely. And I know other homecomings are coming. I know, like I say, North Carolina A&T and Winston and all these other ones are starting to come. So um, this, I know we're in that season of homecoming, so please be careful. Please be mindful. I would suggest you look at the calendars to find out when they are so you could um, Schedule your things around those times. In fact, I think North Carolina ENT is that Sunday. We made that mistake. Um, that that Sunday, November the fifth. I think that's the end of their homecoming. So you have that hangover. People, which will explain why I had such a hard time getting a, a good flight at a reasonable price. But that's neither here nor there. How many of you know that God is good? Amen. And we know He's worthy to be praised. So I won't belabor the moment anymore but there is a word from the lord there is a word from the lord i believe on today that i want to share with you um i know many of you have gone through some things and many of you find yourselves in a place of transition and i find myself in that same place of transition and sometimes we transition um the, the best time to make a move is in the middle of chaos when things are going all chaotic and things are here and they're there and some say, well, when is the best time to make the move? Sometimes the best time to make a move is in the middle of chaos. Why? Because if you make a move in the middle of chaos, what you find is that people are not paying attention as much. When they're not paying attention, but things that they would have caught, they don't catch. When things that they would have saw, they, they normally see, 
they didn't see, things that they normally would have challenged, they don't challenge. So finally, that sometimes the way to make a significant move is in the middle of chaos. It's in the middle of transition that we do these things. And sometimes the reason we, we find ourselves in the middle of transition and we don't do these things because we are like everybody else because we see so much going on. It's like, why do I want to add something else to what I see? Why do I want to add something else to the chaos that's already ensuing? And I'm here to tell you today that sometimes it's important that we move in the middle of chaos. We move when we are unsure. We move when we're, we, we, we're just, we, we till us how to in between the thing because what we find is that it's a trial and a test of our faith. Do we believe that God is Jehovah Jireh? Do we believe that he would take care of us? Do we believe he, would, he has his hand on us? And it would be a test of that on this morning and we want to talk to you a little bit on today so i would ask if you'll pull your bibles up and i know many of you maybe on the mobile and i'm going to get it up here on the screen best i can amen we want to go to the book today to the book of genesis y'all know genesis my favorite book um and the lord was dealing with me on earlier this morning and it was like lord lord what do you want me to tell your people what do you want me to tell your people and that's my prayer i tell you all every week my friends lord what do you want me to tell your people and i'm listening from him amen and this is what he's giving me on today so we're gonna go to genesis the sixth chapter i'm gonna go to verses 13 through 22 so i will read a little bit we want to go to genesis the sixth chapter verses um 13 through 22 Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Let me get a screen set up here for us on that. I know I got working on one screen today. Um, where did I do that? Here we go. My Bible. All right. Okay, all right, so we're going to go to Genesis 13, and we're going to read through 22, and it says this, and it says, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Sounds like we are now. And he said to him in verse 14, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shall thou make in the ark, shall pitch it within and without. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the, width and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof. With lower, second, and third story shall thou make it. And behold, I, I even, I do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, and thou sons, and thou wife, and thou sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing, of all flesh, two of every sort, that shall bring into the ark to keep them alive 
where thou shalt be male and female, of the fowls and of their kind, and of the cattle and after their kind, of every, every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thee thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be of be for food for thee and for them. And thus did Noah. Say that with me. Thus did Noah. So thus did Noah, and according to all that God commanded him, so did he. All that God commanded him, so did he. How many of us can say that we've done all that God has commanded us to do? I know I can't lay claim to that. Amen. And, you know, there's been some things he's told me to do, and I've missed the mark a couple of times, and I'm sure you have. But we're grateful that God has given us mercy and he's given us grace. But all these claims, like I said, all that he was commanded to do all that he was committed to do all that he's committed to do so if i were to use for a subject for you this morning and i will talk to you i'm not gonna say how long because i say briefly and then you know it go long or whatever and then you all to be upset um whatever the case may be but we're not gonna worry about that but on this one i will talk from you with the subject what's the big idea what's the big idea when we think about things in terms of ideas, many of us have ideas. We have ideas and we have thoughts. They say that every day you have about one to two thoughts that could net you forward to a fortune of millions and millions of dollars. If you think about everything from this camera that you see me on, this that cell phone that you're holding, the, the car that you're driving, the seats that you sit in, the clothes that you have on your back, the um the road that you drive on, the the um the house that you um that you, you're living in, all these things you find are things that were what at some point they were people's idea. They were the um, imagination of someone that said, What if I went and I did this? What if I went and I tried this? What if I put this together and I put that together that they made blueprints in their mind of what they seem with like, well, what if I did this in theory? And, and what if I put this together? And what if I did that? And all these things where it's this possible. And what we find that ideas stem from things that uh, are typically not seen, amen, that when we think about things in there and start to put things together. And, and what we find is that as we reach into ourselves and we understand things about ourselves and we and we talk and you know, sometimes God will just give you an idea. You know, and, and if we want to get real Christiancy Christiany about it, we'll say that God will give us a vision. And I believe that God has given each of us visions. Amen. I think there's things that he tells us all the time and there's so many things that he brings up to us that he wants us to do and he will rather us to you know act on it, but we don't act on it because we are this thing of fear. And we worried about it and uh, fear and where things would come from and, and believing and going forward. You know, I, I saw on uh, yesterday, and I had the privilege of watching that Colorado game, but I saw that, you know, that they lost again and they lost to a better team. You know, there was no question about it. But at the end of that game, it was something that kind of the light switch had turned on that that team started gelling. And they only lost by like a touchdown to like the number eight team in the, in the nation. And they had just lost the previous week. They had gotten slammed by another team that was in a similar position. And what you find is, you know, he always talks about this thing of belief. And I don't think we under we 
as believers of Christ that we underestimate the power of faith. But the Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, yet the evidence of things not seen. So what is faith itself? Faith itself is a believing in as the idea of a believing in the idea. Did y'all catch that? It's the idea of believing in the idea. That what is this thing that I don't see, but I have this idea of what it's going to be. And therefore, I believe in that and I work till I see it come into fruition. When you think about that car that you're driving, even, you know, in North Carolina, I think about it. Let me, let me stop the car. I'll go to North Carolina there in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, as I think about the East Coast there. There were these guys that we called the Wright Brothers, and the Wright Brothers were, were two bike salesmen, bike, bike guys, bike mechanics from Ohio. And they came from Ohio, and they came to North Carolina because all of the conditions were right to try their new adventure, which was called the airplane or to take flight and what they did is they found themselves in a place that they had they they, they believed the potential knowledge they had the blueprints but what they found was where they were in ohio the conditions that they needed for their aircraft to work were not favorable to them in ohio so therefore you think about they took their stuff and they packed up their shop and they took it down to kitty hawk north carolina they're on the outer banks where the winds will be strong, but not too strong. And, and where they would have sand dunes and, and things that if they needed to land and fall, then they, they could fall and, and have the opportunity to get up and try it again. Come on, somebody. So what they did is they went to an area where the conditions were favorable for what they thought that they were trying to do. Now, even in that, then what do they do? They work together and they build. And, and as I've been there a couple of times as a kid and as an adult, you find that they didn't make it on the first flight. And then there's a, a memorial there saying where the second flight went. And then they went back and they continually adjusted. And then they found out where the third flight went when I think it went maybe some five, six hundred, almost a thousand yards. And they started to realize that, you know what, we are on to something. And then it's to the point, to the day, to where we are modern day flight. Well, now we fly overseas and we fly to different continents and all this kind of stuff in a matter of hours and days. We got to the point now we've even broken what they call the sound barrier that we're moving so fast that you're moving faster than sound itself. And all of that started from what two little brothers who were not even who were not airplane airplane mechanics, but they were bicycle guys. And basically, what can they build a flying bicycle? Are y'all with me? Now, at that time, that big idea was probably laughed upon that people looked at it and said, what are these guys? They're nuts. They're going to get hurt. They're going to do this and they do that. And all these things, I'm sure, were said to them. And all these things, I'm sure, that people looked at them as they were crazy in North Carolina. And they looked at them and said, okay, if you think that's what you want to do, then don't call me when it doesn't work. Don't call me when it fails. Don't call me when you find yourself in a world of hurting and when you can't go forward and you're trying to move and do what you do. Don't worry about us. Amen. But what they did is they had a belief in what they were doing. There was something about what they were doing. It was this concept of a big idea. And the idea was so much bigger than many of us probably even would have thought. I know many of us was looking at they would just wanted to try to fly their little hobby flying machine and go a couple yards. But who would have thought that this many years later that we can get on a plane and literally be on the other side of the country in a matter of hours? Who would have thought that in a in, in a in maybe a day or so that you could in, in, in fly around the world? Who would have thought that same flight would be the same that would take us out to the heavens and to the outer space? And people said, this all started from what? 
this big idea of thinking, what if I did? Mm-hmm. So here we find that in the Bible that we have Noah and Noah and God, um, God comes to Noah and he gives Noah this big idea. He tells Noah to build an ark. Now, I don't know about you, but we're only six chapters into the Bible at this point. So I see nowhere in modern reference where something like an ark was already been told to be built. Therefore, I believe one can conclude that the ark was what? A, a complete figment of Noah's imagination. I believe that as God was telling Noah that he was going to build an ark and he was giving him the cubits of how long it was going to be and how wide it was going to be and how tall it was going to be and what the window was that Noah was getting visions of this stuff as he was getting the information from God. Because at this point in time, we didn't have things like that. They didn't have, nobody knew what a ship looked like. Nobody knew what a boat looked like. See, it's one thing for you to take somebody else's idea and take it to the next level, but it's also another thing for you to be truly a pioneer. I know, brothers and sisters, some of you are struggling right now because there's some things and some thoughts and some big ideas that God has given you that you truly are a pioneer. That everybody else doesn't see it the way you see it. Nobody else sees it the way you thought about it. Nobody understands it quite this way. And therefore, you find yourself frustrated. You find yourself, it seems like you're lonely and there's nobody else there to help you out. And there's nobody else to balance the ideas off of. And you say, Lord, why should I continue to go this way? Lord, why should I continue to put myself out there? Why should I continue to spend money on this? And I'm here to tell you today that we serve a God of big ideas. The ideas of God and the ideas of who he is and how he said, I am, how that says who I am. I, I am great and that, you know, don't worry about what my name is. Just know that I'm here for you. This is the kind of God that we serve to say, look, I have a show you. The beginning, and then he gives you a vision of what the end is like. Oh, come on, somebody. Are y'all with me? Because when he told Noah that the ark was going to be of this many cubits, and it was going to be of this height, and it was going to be of this length, and you're going to have all these animals in there, and he told him that it was going to be a one-story, and a two-story, and a three-story. Who knows what a story was going to look like? So I believe God was downloading to Noah a visual image of what this thing was going to look like. Because when you're building something nobody else knows, it's only in your head. Oh, come on, somebody. This is why I believe the Bible said write the vision and make it plain why you're making it plain not because you because you already believe it you already know it but you're trying to convince those around you that they jump on board because you understand that the vision is so big that the idea is so big that you cannot do it alone so therefore you do what you can to share the idea with somebody else because where they are they own their level they are where their level understanding is but sometimes again God has told us that we have to write it down and when I'm writing it down I'm not writing it down to convince me about it but I'm writing it down to show you so I can give you a glimpse of what God has given me what the end is going to look like. For as he said, I'm the Alpha and I'm the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. He already knows what the end is going to look like. He gave John a glimpse of it in Revelation and try to give us a little bit of what it looks like so that we can prepare. But all that stuff in between is the part that we struggle with. Oh, come on, somebody. Do y'all feel me this morning? That we all struggle with the in-between part. That we have the big idea and we see what could happen. We see what how it could move. And we see how these things could come together. But yet we find ourselves in a point where this looks nothing like what we imagined. When, when I believe God told us to start this ministry, it looks nothing like I imagined. I imagined that I would be in some big church somewhere by now. I imagined that we would have hundreds of thousands of you know, people by now. And I imagined all these different things and, and all this stuff. And I believe the vision that God has shown me of the Safe House Church, amen, and where we were going. And when I look at my current situation, it looks nothing like that. 
It's from these seeds of loyalty and consistency that I believe in, that you should believe that God is going to build us. I'm here to tell you today that it was from that nothingness that Noah started the ark. The guy gave him a plan. The guy told him what to do, but he told him to build it with one story and two story and three story to build it with a window and to build it with gopher wood. And he gave him some instructions. He told him to pitch it inside and pitch it outside. That means cover the house on the inside and cover the house on the outside. And then that's pretty much all he's giving him at this point. Now, Noah's working with off of this big idea. So much, in fact, that when people come by, they look at Noah and they ask, Noah, what are you doing? You must be drunk, Noah. You out there drinking again because you out here and you talking about this big idea. I know some people get tired of hearing your big ideas. They get tired of hearing how you say you're going to start this business. They get tired of how you say that God is going to bless this church and he's going to open up this and he's going to bring this one in. He's going to bring that. They get tired of hearing your ideas of Granny Oso. Why? Because they don't see the vision. Amen. That God is giving you the vision. Can you imagine him for a moment if Noah would have fainted on the vision? If Noah would have thrown in the towel? If Noah would have said, I'm done. That Lord, I can't do this. Lord, you're not giving me an example of a blueprint. I know many of us want a blueprint to what we do. It ain't no blueprint to a virtual church. It ain't no blueprint to be a pastor in two or three different cities. It ain't no blueprint to this. But I'm telling you that if you will hold my hand, hallelujah, if you would do what I tell you to do, now I tell you I will make your name great. I told you that I will open up the doors for you on the windows of heaven. And I'll pour out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. I told you that if you would stay in the Stay here and trust me that I have this, that all things are coming together. That the Bible says like this, that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. You just got to wait because what? When the conditions are right, watch the idea float. Oh, come on, somebody. See, the idea of a boat was never done before. Why? Because there were not favorable conditions. There was never, nothing that had came around to say, look, we need something that floats on water. We, we need something that we can get inside of that when water comes, that we will be sheltered from that. Why? Because at this point in time, if I have my memory serves me correct, that no, it never rained on the face of the earth. So nobody knew this thing's concept of rain. Nobody knew this concept of water coming from the sky. Nobody knew of this concept. But God had given Noah advanced knowledge and say, if you would trust me and do what I ask you to do and do it the way I tell you to do it and follow all my commandments, I'm here to tell you today that when the conditions are right, when things are favorable, that your boat will float. Oh, come on. Did y'all catch that? That was for somebody right there. That when the conditions are right, the boat will float. Let me give it to you one more time. When the conditions are right, the boat will float. See, remember the Wright brothers, they were out there in Ohio, and they did not have the right conditions. They mean that they didn't have the right idea, but they were not around the right people. They didn't have the right circumstance. They didn't have the right ones right here. They didn't have this right here. They didn't have that right there. And I'm here to tell you today, the reason that some of your big ideas don't float right now is because the conditions are not right. The conditions are not favorable. But the Bible said that if you would, well, if you would trust them, oh God, if you would stay still and know that he is God, then what God is changing the conditions around you. Hallelujah. He's changing people's thoughts about you. Uh-huh. That some of them saw you as this. They oh, they only self-seeking. They, they only self-serving. But then they started, they started to sit back and as you continue to work in consistency, as you continue to preach this thing in day and out day, as you continue to stand firm on what God has called you to do, as you continue to stand strong and know that, Lord Jesus, I know you called me to do this, Lord. I know you're going to do this, Lord. It looks weird right now, Lord. It seems like we're not gaining any ground right now. In fact, it seems like we're 
losing, oh God. But what you find at the end of the day, if you'll stand firm that that big idea, because it's not your idea, it was the idea that he implanted in you. And because he impregnated the idea into you, that the Bible said, what, do not despise the day of small beginnings. So that what it means at some point in time that when the conditions become right, that the conditions are going to bring the things together. And that which you've done is now going to be favorable. That what you have done is not going to take off. That what you have done is not going to go to the next level. That what you have done is not going to protect you and your family. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So number one, if I got a couple of things I want to drop on you today, I'm on the number one. I want to tell you that you got to believe, brothers and sisters. You got to believe the Bible says, "Without faith, um, without." That um, with our faith that all things are possible, amen, that if we believe on him and we trust him, that God is giving you a vision. I'm asking that you write that vision, that you trust that vision, and that you go forth. Why? Because it's a big idea. And if the idea is big, that means that you cannot do it alone. Hallelujah. See, many of us, you know, we find ourselves in the beginning, maybe we're doing this alone. In the beginning, it seems like we're struggling, but God will bring people on board when the season is right, when the time is right. If you notice that what it was Noah who was building this ship, all alone for a long time, amen. He had his sons there, you know, and their wives, amen. And they might pitch in every now and then, but it was Noah who was building this thing. He was going, and this is why it took so long. If I remember correctly, it might have taken Noah almost 100 years to build that ark, amen. But I'm here to tell you today, I don't care how long it takes you, that brothers and sisters, that you keep on building and that you keep on going. Do you believe what God has told you? Do you believe? Have you moved since you believed? Have you gone forward since you believe? Are you falling through on what it is he's told you since you believe my next part i want to bring to you that you don't have to understand it amen so many times we get into this thing the bible said what do not lean into your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and that he will direct your path so what we find brothers and sisters that we feel like we have to understand it before we move that lord i got it all figured out before i moved lord i got a place to stay lord and i got a place to put my family lord and i got this job over here lord and i got this going on here so that what but the thing is if i do it that way what happens is this is things that i've laid out these are the things that what i find is when i do it i do it stuff way less than what god would have done Hallelujah. Y'all with me? Because see, I would say, okay, well, that would have been good enough. But my God wants us to have the best. He wants us to be wonderful. He wants us to be you know, the head and not the tail. He wants us to be above and not beneath. He wants us to be above, be winner and conqueror through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Amen. So that what, when you stand up there, you know that you didn't put yourself up there, but you know it was him that opened up the door. And then you walk in humility. Why? Because I know, understand that, Lord, I don't even know what I'm doing, oh God. But Lord, as up here, Lord, you're downloading the information to me, Lord. You're telling me what to do. And watch what he told Noah. He told Noah what to do. He told him how to do it. He told him what kind of materials to do. And all Noah had to do was stay in tune with God because he's asking him what is the big idea and the big idea here is what sometimes we don't see the overall picture of it all we doing is we walk in the Bible says that you know, saying that Lord Jesus, we with the steps of a good man are ordered, oh God. So we're just going forward and He's ordering our steps and we're moving and we're talking and we're going. Yet we don't even have an idea of how this thing is going to be. But all we know is that we are a part of something bigger, amen. How many of you know that you're a part of something bigger? How many of you know that you're a part of something great, amen? How many of you know that I can't put my hand on it? I can't tell you exactly what it is, but I'm telling you that I'm a part of something great. I can feel it in the air, amen. How many of you know you can feel when something is great? 
upon you. You can feel it that I can't know. I don't know what it is, and I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I know when I feel it, amen. You know when you feel it, amen. You know that it's there, and I'm telling you that the difference is, is that anointing that destroys the yoke and set the captive free. So in that anointing that we operate in, amen, that even though I don't see it, that I keep trusting the vision. Even though I don't know about it, Lord, I keep trusting the vision. Why? Because I trust you, oh God. And if this is where you have me at in this day and time, in this season, Lord, I have to believe that it's for my protection, oh God. It's also for my training, oh God. It's also for my working, oh God. It's also for me to go to the next level, oh God. It's also for me to build confidence, oh God. It's also for me to go forward, Lord. And understanding and put forth the best effort that I can, oh God, as I work, Lord, and I say I'm occupied until the day that you come, oh God. It's also for me to learn how to be a servant, oh God. It's also for me to understand, Lord, that you are my Jehovah, Lord Jesus, that you provide, oh God, that you heal, oh God, that you are with me when I'm walking through that valley of the shadow of death, when I feel all the evil apart me, oh God. Lord, I feel it, oh God, but you didn't say I wouldn't feel it, oh God, but you said that it would not consume me, oh God, that it would not take me over and over. And I feel the pressures of life, oh God. And I'm wondering, Lord Jesus, how did this thing work out? All you do is tell me what I am to trust in you. So here for years that we find that Noah is going forward, but what? Even in all that Noah is doing, God said, watch this. What you do is going to matter to somebody else. See, so many times we think that the big idea here is about us. And what we find when Noah was doing was nothing about Noah. It was really about the generations to come. It was really about God punishing the earth for all the rampant sin that was in the earth. See, some of you, you, you think you, you know, God is punishing you, and he's not punishing you, but what he's using you is what to carry people over. He's using you as the bridge over. That's going to be somebody you're going to employ that needed your help. That's going to be somebody that you're going to open the door for, that God's put you in position for, and that he gonna open, you're going to open the door for them. And they're going to take off, and it's going to seem like, they're, you know what, Lord, they're doing way better than I am. But, you know, what you got to know is that God used you as the liaison, that you are the door opener. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. That you got to understand your position. And when you understand your position, then God is taking care of you. And he will continually take care of you. And at some point, your time is going to come, too. Hallelujah. For he already knows the plans that he has for us. So it's can we work with other people? Can we work together? Can we cheer for somebody else when their time comes? Can we rah-rah them on when their time comes? Because I'm telling you that what's the big idea? The big idea is that we all in this together. Mm-hmm. And this is not about you. The idea itself is that you are in position to help carry somebody else. So, so yes, Noah was out there building that ship by himself. Yes, Noah and his family, amen. And his family, what? Was spared. So I'm here to tell you today that what you're building is not about you. It's about the generations after you. Hallelujah. If my father wouldn't have went to college, gone to college, there's a chance I probably wouldn't have gone to college. Mm-hmm. If my father wasn't at home, there's a chance that I probably wouldn't be at home. Yes, we all have choices, and there have been people who are successful, but researchers continually tell us that, you know, and that if the father is in the home and he's doing what he's supposed to do, he ain't got to be perfect, but him just being present changes everything. I think about when I'm at home with my son and just my presence, my wife can tell him to do something and he kind of have to do it and I tell him to do it and I give him that look, amen, and all of a sudden he gets some pep in his step. <laughs> you being there matters. And I'm here to tell you today that you being there matters. Don't let anybody else tell you anything different. You being in that particular job, it matters. And God has you there for a reason. You starting that business, it matters. And God has you there for a reason. You being where you are in the position that you are, it matters. And we all are part of this big idea. This big idea that when he's going to redeem us to himself. 
<laughs> See, remember this. At the end of the day, there's little, these ideas are nested inside of other ideas, inside of other ideas, inside of other ideas, inside of other ideas. And the idea that God loves you, the idea that God cares for you, the idea that God wants you to be prosperous and wants you to do well, the idea that God just loves on you and he puts his arm around you and he's not forgotten you. I know things are not going always the way that you want them to go, but I'm here to tell you today that all things are going to work together if you trust them. Idea. So what is this? Watch this. So God tells him what? He said, they all your, your sons are going to go in this ark with you. Mm -hmm. The next generation. And their wives are going to go in there with you. Mm -hmm. The next generation. That what? And all of this, in your idea, this idea, this big idea, there's protection. In this big idea, there's security. In this big idea, there, 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 there's prosperity. That they have all the animals. At least two of every kind. There will be prosperity. But there was what? There will be work in this. There's work involved in this. It just doesn't fall out of the sky. It didn't just fall out of the heavens. But there's work that has to be done. So what I'm telling you, believe what I tell you to do. Mm -hmm. Believe it because you don't have to understand it. And the last part I want to drop on you this morning is that then move faster in fear. <laughs> See, some of us, what happens is when we become fearful, <laughs> you get a little, a little faster sometimes. See, you, your body has this thing we call the fight or flight response. I remember understanding and, and getting that in eighth grade and they would tell you that you would have this, what they call the adrenaline rush. And the adrenaline rush, what they would do is give your body this um, extra boost of energy and strength and endurance and all the things that you normally would not be able to do you can do all of a sudden right now for these short spurts of time. And in the short spurts, you can be able to do things that you normally wouldn't be able to do as well. So you're a little bit stronger during that time. You run a little bit faster during that time. You move a little bit you know, um, faster in that time. And all these things. And what God is saying to them is that what? We need to move faster. Mm -hmm. See, God is giving some of you the ideas. He's giving you the idea. You're you know, you sitting there. You're contemplating. You're talking yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, you said, no, but what if this? Now, I ask you to believe. But, Lord, what about that? You said, do not lean into your own understanding for it all. You know, and all that, you know, lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. But, Lord, he, look, God's not giving us the spirit of fear, but with the spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. So as I continue to sit here and I wait about it and I think about it, I talk myself out of what God has called me to do. And I talk myself out of where he wants me to go. I talk myself out of how he wants me to move and how he wants me to talk. Because there's what? Somebody else who's waiting on me to move. There's somebody else who's going to be employed when I move. There's somebody else who's going to be blessed when I move. That what God is using us. We always ask, say, Lord, use me as that servant, Lord, that I want to be used. And then as soon as God wants to use you, then you abandon the process. As soon as God wants to use you, you say, Lord, that's too much sacrifice for me. As soon as you say, hey, God, I want you to use me, Lord, I don't want to go to where you say, Lord, I need this and I need that. And God said, well, look, I need you to be in place so I can get you in this and I can get you that. There's somebody you're going to meet there. There's somebody you're going to talk to there. There's somebody you're going to interact with there. But, but, but Lord, I don't want to do that. I didn't ask you. But Lord, that's beneath me. I didn't tell you that. That way, he told you, I will order your step there. I hold the king's heart in the hand. I can turn it whatever way they may. So if they do, then know that I turned it that way. And if they don't go the way that you thought it should go, know that what I even have that in my hand. Because what I have a plan for you. And in that plan, that what I have a destination. And the destination is for you to be good. For 
the destination is for you to come back to me. So therefore, all the things I do is to lead your heart back to me because I know exactly what it is you need, when you need it, how you need it, how much of you need it, and how soon you need it. <laughs> come on, somebody. This is why I go back to do you believe? You don't have to understand it. You will tell me that Noah understood how to build an ark? I believe Noah, like I tell you in the beginning, that Noah had a vision of what an ark would look like. That God was dropping that vision in him. And we saw what that vision included. And then we see the fruition of his vision that what is saved lies and to the point that you and I are even here today. Mm-hmm. That the descendants of Ham and all these other ones that, what, that we even hear today because of that vision. Because he followed through on that. What if Noah just would have said, you know, no, no, God, you tripping. Lord, that's too big. It's going to take too long. Be reminded that the work that you do is not about you. This is why we always had to remind ourselves that we do the work as unto the Lord. And sometimes I have to remind myself that. Sometimes when it gets tough, like, Lord, well, I don't feel like preaching today. Lord, I don't feel like getting up praying today. Lord, I don't feel like doing Bible study today. My body's tired. Lord, I don't feel like going to work today. Lord, I don't feel like that. It's a lot of things when we get into that feel, 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 feel. And I'm telling you, change the word feel to commitment. Lord, am I committed to this today? It's a little different then, ain't it? So I can feel about it, but I'm like, Lord, am I committed to getting up praying today? Because I know it's not about me. It's somebody else who needs this prayer this morning. Even if I don't feel like I need it, even though I always need it. But you know, we can do anything. I don't feel like I need it, but Lord, am I committed? Lord, am I committed to the ministry of oh God? Lord, Lord, ain't nobody online. Ain't nobody paying attention to what I'm saying. Lord, they just, some, sometimes they just come because they don't want to hurt my feelings. I feel like that sometimes. But what I had to remind myself, that's me feeling me, and that's not him doing his work. Mm -hmm. That what I'm to be committed. So I go when I don't feel like going. Mm -hmm. I show up when I don't feel like showing up. I sacrifice when I don't feel like sacrificing. I give when I don't feel like giving. Because that thing, feel, 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 feel will have you in trouble. F-E-E-L, that feeling work, because it's how I feel. And so many times we do so many things on our emotions and not using this mind that God has given us. Most of us, we make major mistakes when we do things off of our emotions. Well, I don't feel like talking to you. I ain't about feel like talking to me. Are you committed to talking to me? I don't feel like going home. It ain't about feel, it's the commitment that you have. I don't feel like, you know, like spending this money. No, it's the commitment that you have. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like being in this marriage. That's the commitment you made. I don't feel like having sex. That's the commitment you made. I don't feel like going to work. No, that's the commitment you made. I don't feel like taking care of these children. No, that's the commitment you made. It's a lot of things we don't feel like doing. But we got to be committed. And that commitment is what? Believing in what God has given me. Lord, I know I don't feel it, and I don't understand it, and I'm scared of it, but I'm going to go forward because I'm committed to you. So, Lord, if I'm a fool, I'm going to be a fool for you. Lord, if I'm going to be an idiot, I'm going to be an idiot for you. They're going to talk about me. They're going to talk about me because I'm committed to you. Lord, if I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to make it because I tried to please you. If I'm going to fall short, I'm going to fall short because I believe I was doing what you called me to do. 
And when it's all said and done, maybe I'm a fool, but Paul said, I'd rather be a fool for Christ. Because I saw many yesterday being fools, you know, that they drunk and all this and all this drunkenness and all kinds of stuff going on. I seen them, you know, mock people at you know church and all kinds of stuff at concerts and all kinds of stuff. I seen a lot of foolery. But I ain't seen nobody being the fool for Christ. So I wanted to remind you and let you know today. And I want to encourage you on today. What's the big idea? And the big idea that it's not about you. It's not about me, but it's the perpetuation of the generations going forward. I said this one time before, and I got this from Dr. Miles Monroe, and I never even thought about it like this, is that, you know, God made us in his own image. And he's, um, and he's told us to be fruitful and to multiply. And God was smart enough that he had enough insight to think that marriage was not about just you and I getting together, but it was God what, creating his own church perpetually. This is why when a holy man gets together and a holy woman gets together, then they get together. No, the child is born into sin, but now there's training and then they come into being holy and this thing goes forward. So God's been birthing his own church continually. So you, so the marriage is, you know, the marriage is not about you, but it's really about God, but, but continually, continually his church. For God is always going to have a people, whether you choose to be it or not. But even in choosing to be that, that with all of this, we're part of this bigger idea. We're part of this bigger thing. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when you feel something, like when you, when you just know that, okay, I'm, I'm part of something bigger than I, it makes you go a little harder. When I know I'm, I'm bigger than some, I'm part of something bigger than I, it makes you go a little deeper. When you know you're part of something that's bigger than yourself, then you, you, you feel a little bit more committed and going forward. And I don't know about you, but when I think about Christ and I think about all he's done, that what, the safe house, we're just a small piece of this puzzle. Just like all the other smaller churches and even the bigger church, we all a small piece because at one point we all going to pass away. You know, heaven and earth is going to remain, but I mean, even heaven and earth is going to pass away at some point, right? But God's word said that it will remain, right? And therefore, we all have to play our part. We all have to do our part. And I'm asking you today, what's the big idea? The idea God is giving you for businesses and things like that. Trust it, right? the conditions are not just favorable yet. If he's asked you to move, move, why? Because he's trying to put you in a place where the conditions are favorable. If he's asked you to go forward and do something different, then do it. Why? Because he's probably trying to put you in a position that things are more favorable for you and your development and what he's called you to do that's going to be developed in you that's going to bless so many others. Yes, this was good for a season. Yes, you understood this, but what happened is now you got to a point that you can't go any further. The Bible says it like this in Corinthians, and I like this verse, and it always kind of stuck with me. It says, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And some of you, God is calling you, hey, next level, big idea. Let's put away the childish things. You know, the backbiting and, and the gossiping and all this. No, next level. Put away childish things. I, I got something more for you because you spend so much of your time consuming yourself in that stuff. Then I cannot put this new stuff in you because there's no room because what well, I can't extend your capacity. Amen. We've been talking about that. This is the year of Rehoboth and, and it's Rehoboth, but Rehoboth means what? That God has provided more room. Amen. And God has moved some of you into some tremendous places that now you have to, well, you have to start walking in that and know that he's got you and he's taking you in. Yes, are you scared? Yep, I'm scared. They're scared as hell. They say, scared as hell, <laughs> all right? Because hell is a scary place. 
But I'm telling you to go forward. What? That you need to go and be what God has called you to be. That you have to be, 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 sometimes you have to be removed. Sometimes you've been waiting, 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 waiting for somebody to push you in. At the pool of Bethesda. Oh, I've been waiting here 30 some years. And every time the water gets right, every time the conditions get right, there's someone who beats me in. That's what some of you have been telling yourself. You've been telling yourself that for a long time. Well, I've been waiting for the conditions to get right. Sometimes you got to get up and find the conditions. The Wright brothers did. They, the conditions would have never been right. And I think they were in Dayton, Ohio. Nice little bike shop. Works well for bikes. But for the big ideas that they had, weren't going to work there. So therefore they packed it up and they understood that. And they went to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Where the conditions were favorable. No, they didn't have all their, their bike stuff in their shop. So what they did, they packed their shop up. Oh, come on, somebody. They packed their shop up and they went to where the conditions were favorable. And then they started their little stuff there. And now we have flight because of the work that they did, their groundwork. And the others took that work and they built on that. That same concept. We have what we have now. We are here. Why? Because Noah built the ship. And God spared his family. And, and their sons and their wives and those animals. And they are here right now because of that one man's work. So what work that God has given you? What idea has he given you? What has he entrusted in your hand that we will have because of you? Think about that for a moment. It's like that. It matters that much. What if you don't do your part? There's something we should have had that we're not going to have because you didn't do your part. How selfish of you. When the rest of us are, are not benefited from the greatness that's inside of you. Because you're scared. I don't believe in myself. I just don't know. When you have the cures for cancer and all times and all these things locked up inside of you. Well, hey, it's just my little idea. No, it's not your little idea. It's your big idea that fits into other big ideas. That fits into the ultimate idea of what God has for us. So stop belittling yourself. Stop telling yourself it's just, just my thing. Is. Just this, no, 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 no. That's not what God has called you to be. He's put greatness inside of you. And the only way it's going to come out inside of you, you got to open your mouth. It drives me nuts when I hear people putting themselves down. It's like, well, I don't know about you. No, 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 no. That's not the case. Maybe you don't see it now, but you don't know. You got to go because we all are connected in this world. On this week, like I said, that I was here and it was homecoming week here in Alabama. And then I was meeting people and I met um, another person. And it was somebody I have seen online for years and 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 only knew about them in passing by what I read about them on the internet. And I got a call in my office that says, such and such would like to have a, a meeting with you. And I was thinking to myself, is this who I think it is? Come to find out that this particular individual, I guess I won't say his name, he went to school here. And I happened to be over his area and had a conversation, a private conversation, about 25, 30 minutes, exchanged phone numbers the whole nine. And I'm here to tell you today that God said that he will put you before great men and women. He'll do it, but you gotta do your part. I can't stress it. Go scared. I came to Alabama scared. Boy, what are we gonna do with this church? 
He said, we're going to continue doing what we've been doing. How's that going to work, Lord? I've already set it up. Lord, what about my family? Don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. Lord, what about this and what about that? I got some people, some places that I need you to connect with so you can go back and connect others and then we all go forward together. This is how this thing works. So somebody's got to be the sacrificial lamb. Some of us don't want to sacrifice, but we want all the glory. We want all these things. We want all this stuff, but nobody want to sacrifice anymore. It don't come by osmosis. He didn't say now we'll be for forever. But some of us, we think that God said do this now. So, Lord, I'm just stuck and I'm doing this for forever. And I can't do this, 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 and this. It's about the commitment. So what? Sometimes that means God uses you as the example. I talked about faith. I preached about faith. Now can I exercise my own faith in my own life? I'm not one of those preachers. I live what I talk about. Come check it out. I have nothing to hide. Not a perfect life, but I live it. I ain't always happy. I ain't always sad. Things go sometimes the way I want them to go. A lot of times they seem like they don't. But that's the life of a believer. Friends pass. Had a good friend pass this week. People say things and do things and lie on. Yep, had that too. Still have it. Still going on. But I don't mean I stop. Because I'm building something bigger here. I have a vision of what God has given me to do. And therefore, I keep working towards that, that vision of what I saw. It's kind of like, I know this is a bad example, but some people say, you know, I've never been high in my life. I, and I'm grateful for that. But some people say, that why drugs and stuff is so addictive is because people are always chasing that first high. That first time they felt it, they spend the rest of their life trying to feel like that. And I feel it's kind of like that. It's like God has shown you this vision of what is going to be and what can be. And you spend the rest of your life and all your time, all your effort, all your dreams, all your energy, all your money, all your commitment, all your everything to try to bring that to pass. And the funny thing is this, is that as you do that, it's like he already knew what needed to happen. Since he already knew what needed to happen, Things fall in place when you do that part. Because he knew that you was going to go that hard in that area. He knew that you was going to quit in that area. He knew that you was about to give up in that area. So here's the part. You got to go. He already knows. So when you're moving fast, now you're just moving at his pace. Mm-hmm. When you go, now you just say, okay, now I'm going at his pace. Because what, the conditions maybe that were not favorable for you. Maybe there were some people I needed you to meet. I've met more people here in the last 60 days that, oh my God, I can't even start. I won't even name drop or nothing like that. But I'm telling you, it's just been ridiculous. So God starts providing connections. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? You don't do big ideas by yourself, church. Not the big stuff that changes things, that changes people's whole landscape and whole world. Yeah, don't do it alone. God sends you partners. God sends you knowledge. He sends you People who have wealth and who has capacity to give it to you because they believe in the vision. And I'm sitting here today telling you, what is the big idea? What is your big idea? That big idea that God has downloaded to you. You keep asking yourself, Lord, I don't have. He says, shut up. I don't want to hear it no more. 
Because I have the cattle on a thousand hills and you say you don't have. Have you asked? Or are you worried about I'm just so scared? Well, I just wanna I just wanna feel sorry for myself and and oh well, it's me and I don't know how we're gonna pay this bill and we going the this and uh, I'm just gonna go over here and eat my porridge and die. When the Bible tells me that every time she went back in there, there was always more meal in there. Do you believe it or not? This is why the first one is believe. Well, I don't know how we're going to do that. You don't have to know. He gives it to you as you go. Woo! Thank you. See, this is part of that faith walk. Y'all talked about it. Now it's here. What are you going to do? We talk the hero of Jehovah, Lord, Lord, you you gonna give us enlarge our temple. You thought it was gonna be easy? Have you not been hearing the theme of all my messages that God has been giving me for the last month? I encourage you, go back to the podcast, listen for the last two months. God has just been gut punching us as a church. What in the earth are you gonna do? Cause if you ain't gonna go anywhere, if you're not gonna do anything, get off the ride right now. For the rest of us, we're going forward. This is what he said. Go back and look at the messages, y'all. And every single week, I, I find myself coming back to this faith because this is what God keeps bringing me. So that means clearly that's something that we're fighting against, church. That we titter totter. And we're at a point of inflection. And if we don't move, we'll be done. If we don't move, he'll move that on to somebody else. Because ideas don't happen because you just think about them. They happen because they're action. The Bible says like that. Faith without works is dead. What are you going to do? The ball is in your court. You have it in your feet. No, you don't have to understand it. But I need you to move fast. But the Bible says your ladder shall be greater than your former. Which means that he's going to bless even faster. That he's going to give our, our sons and daughters visions and dreams and they're going to be able to prophesy and all this kind of stuff. Time is winding up. I still believe that he, Jesus is coming back. Maybe it don't happen in my lifetime or even my children's lifetime, but I believe that he is coming back. For my Bible tells me so. And I trust that word and I believe that word. And I know that this has been a really strong pastoral message but God is telling us, we got to get this big idea. It's not about you and your little situation. He's going to take care of you if you're taking care of him. The problem is we don't be taking care of him like we say we do. So I'm challenging you. Do you take care of him like you say you do? Do you seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things we add unto you? Do you pay your tithe and your offering? Do you, do, do, you, do you go forward and do you pray and do you put in that time? Do you put in that effort? Only you can answer that question. I'm not going to ask you. I'm just asking. Yes, I have some areas I can show up to. I'll be the first partaker of this fruit. Because he gave it to me before he gave it to you. Mm -hmm. So what he said, stop. Just go forward. we got to believe. He's done it in you. He's made greatness in you. CEOs are in you. He's got connections in you. 
But what, you sitting there and you waiting for somebody to drop it on you? Not going to happen at the pool to be faster. Get up there, take your bed, and walk. You've been waiting long enough. Came here on fear. I don't know anybody here. Like, nobody, like, if I felt like I was in a life and death situation, I don't know who I would call. The closest relative I have is probably eight, six to seven, about six hours away. Oh, there's some fear, there's some anxiety here. Did I make the right decision? Did I do the right thing? But then every now and then, every couple of days, there's, there's come this thing to say, yep, reminds me of this and reminds me of that. And shows me this and shows me that. And it's like, yeah, got to keep pressing. Got to keep pressing. And I'm here to tell you today, church, what's the big idea? It's not about you. But it's about what God has called you to do and to contribute to the idea of him overall. And in all these things, he's going to bless you. He's going to keep you. He's going to love on you. He's going to open up doors for you. He's going to keep you. And he's going to do some amazing things. And you're going to look back over your life and say, Lord, how did this because I promise you, I didn't want my plan. I promise you it was not what I wanted to do. But that's what he tells us to lean on to our own understanding. Because if God showed you all the things that you would go through between the beginning of the vision until it was brought to fruition, you would quit and I will be first in line. I'm done. But since he don't, this is how he does it. He reveals it as you need it. <laughs> He reveals it as you need it. So I know we, we've been conditioned that, you know, we want to see things before we see them, but he reveals them as we need it. So I, I, I prayed I wasn't, I wasn't fussy, but I was pastoral today. The church, we got to go forward. The ideas, it's starting your family. It's starting your home. It starts in your marriage. It starts with them because your children are dependent upon you exercising that idea. Your family generation is based on that idea. And then that idea does what? Then that idea is brought forward with all the other ideas that God, the idea that God has given me for my home, the idea for your home, the idea for that home. What? God knows what he's doing. They all fit together. And then those ideas come together and those ideas are the church. And then they go forward and then they go what? They go gather more ideas and this thing grows perpetually. Multiply. Remember I told you the Bible don't deal in addition. It's multiplicity. Always, you always see multiply. And he multiplies it, started with us. So I'm done. Let me be quiet. I'm done. God bless you all. I love you all. Um, I pray that God's will be done in your life. Amen. And that you get the big idea. Believe. Don't have to understand it. And move faster in fear. Because in fear, you get that extra energy, right? I'm scared, so I go. I'm scared, so I go. I'm scared, so I pray a little bit more. I'm scared, so I go. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. Lord, what if this don't work out? So I'm scared I'm going to do this. Lord, I'm scared. Mm -hmm. You take that energy, that extra fear, <laughs> and push it towards him and watch him see you through. God bless you all. I love you all. I guess it wouldn't be no offering today. I didn't beat people up. <laughs> but nonetheless, God is good. And we're going to give you the opportunity to Give of your tithing and offering to bring your tithing and offering into the storehouse. Amen. 
So here um, at the Safe House Church, we um, do our tithe and offering by way of the cash app. You can do dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Again, it's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Or you can do it as Zale. Zale is offering at safehousechurchgso.com. Again, that's offering at safehousechurchgso.com. Or you can do traditional PayPal. That's paypal.me forward slash ministry aid. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash ministry aid. Or you can go old school. You can write a check or money order to Find the Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. Again, that's Finding Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. God bless y'all. Hopefully y'all still love me. I know sometimes it be like this. Um, next Sunday, October 8th, we are back in the place together. Amen. I'm just looking so forward to seeing you. Had a beautiful time on our last time together. So now it's the fall of the year and it's October and we get to see the little leaves and the pumpkins and the mums and all this nice stuff. I'm sure First Lady's going to have me wide open out there in the yard. Amen. Beautifying our home. Amen. So I know this is one of her favorite times of the year. Mine too because I like to see my grass. <laughs> Y'all know my grass guy. But um, God bless you. I love you. all Look, continue to pray for me as I pray for you. And um, be mindful of our prayers each and every morning at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. We'll be there in the, um, the Zoom in the prayer. So God bless you all. I love you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. And um, know that something good is going to happen to you. God bless you all. I love you. And know this one thing we know this to be true, that we walk by faith. We walk. <laughs> uh, we, 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 how can it? I'm sorry, y'all. We walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you all. I love you all. You all take care and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, boy.